It is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Breather Show Wednesday night. That's our hump day. We're going to get a humpty hump. Uh, the Puppet Master Mark and, of course, Super Chris Cruz at the helm driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. We're uploading truth and information and all kinds of extremist right-wing propaganda here into the mothership. We're just uploading it right into the UFO. Uh, Mark, were you on vacation? Where did you go? Were you gone somewhere? You were gone, but... Yeah, I'm, my parents were in town, so I was just taking them all oh, over. Oh, I got you. Area. I don't know if you're on another cruise or something. We were making fun of you. I was like, this guy takes more vacations. I hey, don't know. Another cruise would be nice. I wouldn't complain about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I'm glad you're back. I don't like Chance. Um, that's a that's fact. Uh, anyway, uh, a lot of stuff to get into today and uh, stuff that we haven't covered so far this week that uh, we want to look back on, and we'll do that later on in the show. But right now in the hot seat, I want to welcome back my good buddy Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse in the house. Uh, look at you cowboying up. How's it going, Chad? How have you been? I'm good, buddy. I've been busy. Busy? Been good. I like that. I, I feel I feel responsible for that cowboy hat that you're wearing. You know, I've been living in Texas now for a little bit, so. <laughs> yeah. It, that culture's gotten you. It's It's gotten me. I've been Texified, as, yeah. as people say. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You've been down in College Station. In that area, at yep. least. But you've been traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been driving around the country, uh, United States a little bit. Yeah. Traveling back and forth, seeing my girlfriend a lot. Yeah. She's actually here with me. Yeah. So. I see her over there. Yep. Very pretty. Yeah, she is very pretty. And you should be driving around. You should be driving to go see her. Yes, sir. A hundred percent. Absolutely. You got your priorities right. The uh, We're coming up on a year. It doesn't feel like a year. It doesn't seem like it's been a year yeah. since your court case and yeah. the verdict. Yeah, it's amazing on how fast time actually f- goes by. Like, feels like it just happened yesterday. Do you feel like uh, that that some of that dust has settled and it, you're able to put some of those things behind you, or is it still really fresh? Oh, it still feels fresh. It feels still feels like 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 I said, it happened yesterday. What it feels like. Yeah. Um, I'm facing a civil lawsuit now, which is ridiculous. Um, and then I have a lot of people on Twitter that are saying I want a $200 million lawsuit from The View, which isn't true. So stuff is just boiling up and people are saying all this stuff. What is the status with all that stuff? Because I, I think there is an assumption out there that you've just been suing everybody, doing the Nick Sandman thing and, you know, just raking in hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I haven't filed any lawsuits yet. Right. Um, I'm actually, like I said, facing one. So I'm trying to fight that and pay for that. Lawyer bills are expensive. Yeah. Um, what have you got a if you got a way for people to help you with that? Oh uh, yeah, you can uh, go to tmap.org and donate and I believe there's a give send go um www I don't remember the give send go on the top. Yeah, of that's head. a long one. I bet if you go on give send go. Yep. And we've had the give send go people on this show so our audience is familiar. If you if you get on the give send go, I bet if you search Kyle Rittenhouse, I bet you'll find it. Mhm. So there's yeah. a give send go some friends created for me. And yeah, legal bills are expensive. Well, I was thinking about you the other day, and and I knew that you had not filed any lawsuits, and I knew you were facing the civil lawsuit that's coming against you. Um, your legal team, how optimistic are they with that? I mean, do they have an outlook on it? Well, I can't. I'm not going to talk too much about the lawsuit, but it's sure. just ridiculous. It's just stressful and annoying. Yeah. Well, Kyle needs help, and uh, I, I mean, I can't. I can only imagine stress of dealing with that and you know i encourage folks to to give and donate and try to help you out a little bit thank you chad how's your mind how's you how you feeling how am i doing well i'm doing good um 
hanging out, um, just living life, uh, living in Couch Station. Yeah. We have a mutual friend that texted us before the show, KK. KK, Christy Schiller. That's right. Yeah. She, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, she's a good friend. And if there's anybody you want on your side, she's like another Sarah Gonzalez in that regard. I mean, she, she's a bulldog. Absolutely. She'll cut you. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you do not want to be on KK's bad side. No, absolutely not. And, uh, I had just heard from her the other day. We were talking about something completely different. And then she texted me this morning and sent me a picture. She sent me a screenshot from that off the record thing we did with uh, Sarah and you jumped on the couch. And, and, uh, she said that she said that Kyle Rittenhouse has a, has a home at the Schiller ranch for the rest of his life, if that's what he wants. So Schiller yeah. ranch is the most beautiful ranch I've ever been in. Texas, I, by the way, I uh, did a show in College Station. I think it was 2017. There on campus, and got done. And I was, uh, I went and stayed at one of their bunkhouses down there by the lake. And it was so dark. I mean, it was like Friday the Thirteenth, kind of like slasher movie dark. The bunkhouse. Oh, uh, there's like no cell cell service Nothing. in there. You can just go in there and escape. It's awesome. Yeah, and I, I like I grabbed a fishing pole. It was like one in the morning. I grabbed a fishing pole and I went out there and I was like, "This is how horror movies happen right here. I'm gonna get <laughs> murdered and dumped in the lake out here uh, by some masked sociopath." Uh, but anyway, beautiful place out there. Oh yeah, my dog love loves it. it. He like yeah. runs around, swims in that pond all day. Yeah. How are you liking Texas? I love it. Texas is great. Like, yeah. The people here are so nice, and the food here, the barbecue, wow, it's, yeah. just, it's just some of the best I've ever had. Yeah, and honestly, it's just quite peaceful. Like, there's places like I, I get recognized a lot here, and but there's places I can go and escape and like hide and not yeah. get recognized. When you're traveling around, how often do you get? How often are you getting recognized? Quite a bit. Depends on where I go. Yeah, like if I go into a mall, I get recognized. Uh, certain restaurants I get recognized. I just try to like get a corner booth and put my head down. When, when I go people out to approach eat. you, is it is it is it in a nice way or it's do you get a, a mixed emotions or what? Mixed emotions. Um, a lot of people roll their eyes at me. Really? Yeah, I notice that a lot. Um, it, but it's just awkward when people come up. I'm just like, I yeah. Well, I just kind of that is. It, I don't know that anybody ever really gets used to that. If you mm -hmm. do, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you got a weird narcissism if you're ever getting used to that. You know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I know you don't, right? Like that last time you were here, I think it was the last time you were here with me, at least I had a, a good buddy of mine who's, you know, he's like, get Kyle to sign this hat. Right. And I was like, well, I don't think he really likes to sign things and you don't. Right. And I was like, that's just not really how he's wired, you know? And, um, it's, it's a weird thing to be recognized wherever you go, but especially, in a situation like you when there's so much misinformation out there yeah yeah people don't get out there and they don't learn the facts yeah i mean it's ridiculous on how much false propaganda i see every single day like i was on the twitterverse today and i'm just like what are these people saying just yeah. doesn't make any sense chad i don't know i think that people just love to hate right and they just they look in, they're always looking for someone to vilify and someone someone to turn into an evil person and you know you've been through hell and back i mean it amazes me that you've caught the grief that you have we've talked about this what happened was a tragic situation nobody wants to be in that situation but you were being attacked yeah you I, know i had to defend myself yeah and these were some scumbags that weren't the most upstanding individuals in society uh but again you didn't know that when that happened you just knew you were being attacked 
right? Yeah, I knew I was about to die and I had to defend myself. Yeah. So we're coming up on a year. I remember when the verdict was was delivered because uh, several of us hosts, I know I did, I jumped on a YouTube live and talked about it and celebrated with you on the, on the thing. And uh, God, it doesn't seem like a year ago. No, wow. it doesn't. Yeah. I remember uh, it was just like a huge weight taken off my shoulder. I was just like, I actually hit the ground because I was just like, yeah. I was like, thank God the jury did what, what was right. Thank yeah. God they acquitted me. Thank God they looked at the evidence and the facts and they made, they reached the right verdict. And that's the weird thing. You know, that's the weird thing. Now the, the judicial system in America has gotten so squirrely, right? We see what happened with Alex Jones. I mean, basically he's now been sued for like a trillion dollars. I mean, amount he, he'll never pay he can't pay it he's not gonna pay anything but just the the pain of going through it and having to pay lawyers and all that stuff and now they've got a civil suit against you it's insane dude and uh i hate that that's the situation you hope that they would read a verdict and like that's it it goes away but again we've become a nation of litigation and uh everybody's out for you know it, it's it's weird i mean who who is it that's bringing the civil suit uh, it's the family of Mr. Huber. The, the family. That's what I figured. But it, it, it's, it's just insane, and I'm sorry. But I, I want to encourage people to give to Kyle. Help, help him help his, you know, pay for his legal team, and, and let's do some stuff. It's crazy, though. I mean, you've been living an adventure in, in some other ways. I mean, I, I've kind of been living vicariously through you. I, I see you on Instagram out there doing all kind of fun stuff, you know, and uh, going to the range and fishing and, you know, catching big stuff out on the ocean yeah yeah i went hobbit fishing that was fun that was, that was a while ago that's yeah, been a minute that's about six months ago that was after you you were here last i think yeah right after that yep yep right after that yeah that was fun that was that was some good eating yeah like blackened hobbit one of my favorite fish <laughs> that's funny dude you uh and you don't even keep up with politics do you, you don't care anything about all that stuff do you i'm starting to get into it it's getting yeah. pretty interesting yeah. like i'm a conservative i want to vote i want people i want pro-gun politicians in i want yeah. I want people that are going to fight for the Second Amendment to. Yeah, to I mean, our you know, we were holding our breath here in Texas for a minute when you got Francis O'Rourke, Robert O'Rourke, talking about, yeah, I'm going to come for your guns and we're going to take your AR-15s and all of that, and like, yeah, I don't think that's going to fly too well in Texas. Yeah, I got nervous for a second when I saw it was blue for a minute. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, like, well, the cities in Texas definitely are. Yeah, yeah, Dallas, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we consider Austin part of Texas. Not anymore. No, uh, they should go ahead and build a wall around that. You know, Austin's funny. They've kind of become a city full of zombies. And there's some beautiful places in Austin, but it's sad to see what it's become. I was just in Austin a couple weeks ago. That was very interesting. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, I was actually at one of Charlie Kirk's. Uh, I was watching Charlie Kirk speak at an event. Yeah. And uh, some, guy, some guy got arrested there. He, like, was screaming profanities at Charlie. He just got escorted out. There was a Trump booth. He, like, threw everything off the table. People are unhinged, dude. There's a video of it out there somewhere. It's pretty yeah. interesting to watch. I don't understand. Like, Charlie Kirk really brings it out of people. I mean, and then I can't imagine Kyle Rittenhouse at a Charlie Kirk event. The the craziness that could ensue there. Yeah, I was just there to watch. I didn't, like, announce I was going. I texted Charlie. I was like, hey, is it all right that I come to not yeah. bring any unwanted attention? Yeah. And he was all right with it. And I didn't really take – I didn't take photos with anybody. I just like, yeah, I'm just here to enjoy the event. Did you get any unwanted attention? I mean, a lot of people ask me for photos, but once they got the cue that I'm just here to watch Charlie speak. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Do you have a problem? Do you ever have any trouble turning people down for stuff like that? Uh, um, I've gotten more comfortable saying no to photos because, yeah. like, if I'm out on a date with my girlfriend, yeah, smart. Like, 
I go dancing every every. I'm not going to give the day because. Tell me people, about this dancing two step. Yeah, you out there doing it? I'm starting to learn it. I'm not great at it. I'm actually pretty bad at it. It's kind of embarrassing, but I think it's fun and I'm learning. That's awesome, dude. Are you taking like real lessons? Or are you just? I'm just there? going. I got yeah. friends I go with. Uh, I go every every week. Me and yeah. My girlfriend yeah. Don't say what day. Yeah, don't they're going to start what... showing up at the place I go to. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I, I mean, I at my age, like. They, they want me to go. I'm, I'm all right, dancer. I, I can do it okay. But now I'm just like old and lazy. Now, do you line dance? I heard no. I heard you don't do that. I, no. Guys don't do that. No. I mean, every now and then you might show up like in some club in Houston or something. It, it's, they'll You'll see people doing it. But by and large, that ain't happening at a Texas dance hall, right? Yeah, every now and then in a city, you might see some of that stuff. Uh, but ideally, no. I don't think any self-respecting man should do that. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell my girlfriend that. Yeah. Uh, she wants you to do it? She wanted me to line dance with her. I line dance with her once, so yeah. I'll be honest and admit that. Yeah, of course uh, I say that. Everybody's going to give me a hard time for doing that. I mean, sometimes it's, you get drunk enough, you get out there, and uh, you're not even old enough to drink yet, are you? Yeah. Nope. Are you, you're not 21 yet, are you? No, I'm not. I'm yeah. about to turn 20. Yeah, look uh, at you. Month of some change. Look at you. Get a little hair on that chest. <laughs> The uh, but no, you get you just start drinking a little bit, and they play Copperhead Road. You sometimes you just can't turn it down. <laughs> it's time to get out there and cut a rug. Boy. But uh, uh, you got a pretty girlfriend, man, and that's good because there's pretty girls in Texas, and there's uh, if you're in some if you're in Dallas, there's pretty men. You got to watch out for them too. You never know; it could, it could get crazy, Kyle. Do you get? Do you get? Do you ever get? I know you get the hate on Twitter and the private messages. You get a lot of propositions and stuff like that. People I get want some dates and stuff. I get some interesting messages, but yeah. I only have my eyes on one girl. I got you, boy. I love it. I love it. Well, maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have us a Texas wedding down at the Schiller Ranch, and yeah, I better get invited. <laughs> one day, maybe. Yeah, one day, maybe. You don't don't rush. <laughs> don't look over there at her. Y'all don't be looking at each other. Don't be communicating with your eyes. You should you should see the hate she gets on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. People say some cruel things about her. Like we'll post a photo, and then just people will be like calling her all these cruel, nasty things. I'm like Jesus. You know they call her transgender. Really? Yeah. I'm just like she is not transgender. People. <laughs> like that, <laughs> no, I, she is not. Like I don't think she is. Yeah. But. No, she's not. I, I can pretty much tell from across the room. You are not transgender. The. Uh, yeah and the fact that she's embarrassed by that proves it right yeah she's she's a she's a she is a uh lady and uh and very polite very sweet and very beautiful so i'm proud of you guys man y'all are doing it you know you're you've you got dealt a very weird hand in life kyle and uh, you've handled it well and uh, i hope you know that i'm here for you if you ever need it for whatever that means and uh i'm proud of you well thank you chad yeah man and uh, you're in the right place. You're in Texas, dude. I love it here. Yeah. You know, if uh, Beto would have won, or yeah. Beto, however you say his name, yeah, um, I would have left Texas. Yeah, dude. I, a lot of people might have. A lot of people might have. But uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, yeah, hey, uh, check him out. And uh, of course, 
give if you have the opportunity to do that uh and and donate because those legal fees you think they're just giving that to him they're not so there you go give sendgo.com slash cal rittenhouse that's the place to go give sendgo.com slash cal rittenhouse thanks cal thank you um hey guys i know that uh, you guys love drinking wine and especially drinking it over the holiday season and uh, i want you to get some high quality delicious wine at an affordable price and i've got some great news for you for 200 years a small family deep in the andes mountains have been making a dark red wine unlike anything you've ever tasted these wines are made in such small quantities that many wouldn't normally make it to the u.s but the guys over at bonner private wines uh their partnership have partnered with these families to bring this never before imported wine uh to the u.s these extreme altitude wines are sure to be a hit and have one heck of a story over the dinner table they come from the world's most remote uh, wine region nine thousand feet in elevation a hidden wine valley known as i can never say it calcac Calcaqui. There you go. South American. I don't have to go. They can complain later, Cal. Up until now, you'd have to travel thousands of miles on a five-hour drive on a treacherous dirt road just to get your hands on a single bottle. But today, I've arranged special access for my audience to be among the first Americans to reserve this rare supply of extreme-altitude wine. Go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Chad. You'll get top-quality extreme-altitude wine for a huge discount. Perfect for any holiday meal with the family. If you order today, you'll not only get a huge discount and complimentary shipping, you'll also get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive seller so it's four bottles for the price of three these wines are small batch and will go fast so act today if you're interested visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash chad to get your wine today we'll be right back all right well i uh we're going to see what's going to happen in Europe here with Ukraine, Russia firing missiles. Apparently, you know, yesterday they fired one into um, Poland. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, the week was going great. You know, uh, might as well end it with a little World War Three, you know, a little Article Five, because uh, Poland is a NATO country. So, um, you know, uh, anyway. It's uh, insane, the world we're living in. Uh, well, I love you boys. If we're not here tomorrow, uh, just, just know I love you boys. And I love all of you guys as well. And uh, if the world has not ended, I will be in Port Charlotte, Florida this weekend. <laughs> Trying to make everybody laugh uh, at, at the Vasani Comedy Club. I mean, the money that I'm going to make from the show is going to be worthless. Uh, it'll all... Phew, blow away and in a nuclear fallout just be ash oh man did you see what anna navarro said the other day I did. uh making fun of the trump women i i went online and i saw the images because you know tiffany trump got married and can't imagine the money they spent on that soiree but uh just that flower arch that was there probably you know Cost more than both of my weddings combined. But, uh, of course, I did mine on the cheap. So, yeah, that's probably why that didn't last. Um, but, you know, here's what Anna Navarro had to say about the Trump women. 
I have to say I love bright. Tiffany's dress. I couldn't pull it off, but that was beautiful. Tiffany so, looks fantastic. They used to always come down on her, and she, she was the unattractive Trump. She was the one. She, she was the cute Trump. Mm -hmm. like, she was the cute Trump. Trump. I mean, she just, and she just married an actual billionaire, not one that a has real to borrow one? billions from the Saudis. <laughs> you see? Maybe we'll see his taxes. She's winning. <laughs> Tiffany's winning. Okay. I, I think they. I think those Trump women look like a box of Jordan almonds. <laughs> Those because those those almonds or whatever they come in little pastel pink and light blue um, colors. They're coated with the little yellows and the pinks and the blues and stuff. Uh, yeah, those Trump women are. Yeah, well, again, real people don't eat that shit. So so that's an elitist statement that she made. She's talking about eating pastel almonds. Um, so, I mean, she's an elitist. And then I like the phrase where they say, you know, they used to say that Tiffany was the ugly Trump. No, y'all used to say that. No, no, there was no they used to say it. Y'all are the ones that love to criticize everybody. And uh, nobody ever said Tiffany Trump was ugly. I mean, they made a whole cartoon, you know, about the Trump White House. and They left Tiffany out of the whole damn thing. And then they made Eric look like a buffoon, you know, with the big curled up upper lip, which he is kind of goofy looking. But, you know, I mean, that, that, that anyway, so those girls are hot, man. Those girls are hot. Every one of them. I, I mean, will bring this up. Do you think that Melania cropping out Guilford was on purpose? Because that was another big. Oh, Guilfoyle. That came out when like Melania posted the picture, she didn't post the full picture. Yeah, with Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, she's cropped out. Well, she's I mean, you out. know, can't be. They can't. They can't have those uh, Italian or whatever Spanish. I don't know what she is. Brunettes messing up that blonde Aryan picture they got right there. But I mean, look at that picture. Pull it back up there, Mark. Uh, I mean, that's 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 a beautiful set of girls right there. That's the beautiful girls. And I saw people on Twitter saying, oh, it looks like a bunch of tr trannies. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I've never been to that party. Um, if, if you got trans that look like that, maybe I'm down with it. You know, maybe I'm ready to rock and roll. But no, anyway, congratulations to Tiffany Trump. I thought the picture of her and her dad as he was walking her down the aisle, I thought it was fantastic. You know, what? I didn't see that. No. Honestly, I didn't even know that the wedding was happening until my girlfriend posted pictures of it. Because leave it to your girlfriend to post pictures of an expensive wedding. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then send you engagement ring options. Uh, I kid, I kid, I kid. She would never do that again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you know, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll jump in the car and pop over to Mar-a-Lago. You know, talk to Trump about his announcement. See what's see what the word is. You know, see if he's, how he's really feeling, how he how he came to those conclusions, and what he wanted to do. Um, our own uh, Alex Stein was there, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, so we'll talk to Alex whenever he comes back. See what kind of experience that was. I've been to Mar-a-Lago. You know, Mar-a-Lago is a very gaudy place, right? It's it's it. It's very, uh, it's very gypsified, right? I mean, it, it, a lot of, a lot of gold plating, 
there's some pictures of Trump that are to me are funny, like you know him posing with one foot up, you know, kind of like the uh, the Captain Morgan guy with his foot on a barrel. But I mean, you know, he's got his with his tennis sweater on, and yeah, it's a shrine to Trump. You know, there's a but I mean the, the story of Mar-a-Lago for those who don't know, it's a very interesting story of how Trump came about to acquire that property than what he did with it. It, I mean, he is a shrewd dude when it comes to making a deal. That's maybe why he wrote a book about it. But, uh, yeah, I've been to Mar-a-Lago. Like, they don't want you taking pictures in there. Yeah, but we did. You know, they don't want you. But Christmas time, that's when it, I've been in there at Christmas time when it's um, really impressive. The way they've got it decorated, yeah. So, anyway, she, Anna Navarro. I mean, who the hell is Anna Navarro to talk about what another woman looks like? My God in heaven. Yeah, she ain't she ain't cute, bro. Um, and people are like, why are you so judgmental? Because y'all are. Y'all are judgmental, so I'm going to do it too. You gave me yeah, – I, I love it when I put stuff on Twitter or Facebook and people say, well, you're so judgmental. Well, y'all are, y'all are doing it, so it's just – it rubbed off on me, you know? The, the thing from the other day, though, where Monday, where Trump – or not Trump, God, Trump, where Biden was having trouble reading those notes that were in his hand when he was calling on the guy from Reuters. Do you have that clip? Play it. Um – uh, I got hard trouble reading this. Wow. Reuters, uh, Natanja Bose. And to be clear now, if you've ever seen those notes and those cards that he carries, they're not handwritten. They're typed. They're typed. So for him to say that's hard to read, it's not like somebody put some chicken scratch on there for the president. I mean, they put everything about his pauses and they put things in parentheses and they tell him when to go loud and when to be soft. I mean, he's completely a puppet when he's standing in front of a microphone and a camera. This is a guy that can't read. Now, I posed this question yesterday on Twitter, and here's what I want to know from everybody. What book do you think Joe Biden is reading right now? Does Joe Biden impress you as a reader? A guy who's like, you know what, I'm going to sit down with some Victor Davis Hanson. And... uh, I'm going to sit down with, a, with you know the book by the latest book by Robert Reich, and I'm going to. I wish he was. Re- I wish he was reading Victor Davis Hanson, um, but uh, no, I, you know, I, I don't think Joe Biden's sitting down and, and really educating his mind. I also like the. Didn't you also say, did he read ever? Like, didn't you put a second question that said, has he even or read ever? Late? Yeah, on Twitter, I, I want to know. Yeah. You know, what books he reading now or ever? Yeah, I feel like the last time he may have grabbed a book. 2004. <laughs> that tweet got a lot of funny responses. Oh, it did? There was uh, the, uh, the Little Red Book by Mao Zedong. Uh, the Book of Quotes by Mao Zedong, Little Red, the Little Red Book, and uh, Mein Kampf. And there was a Communist Manifesto. And there was a I, Everybody Poops. Wow, the, yeah, there was, some pretty, there was some pretty funny responses to that deal. Yeah. I don't get, I don't ever get ratioed, but that one ratioed pretty good because there were far more comments. There, there were far more comments than, than there were uh, reactions to the thing. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't, imp- he doesn't impress me as the guy that's really out there discipling his mind. Um, yeah, well, you should. Well, you know, he may, be, he may be writing an Article 5 nuke here pretty soon, and that will be the ultimate book burning. God pray for our world. Uh, folks, if the diesel fuel crisis gets much worse, trucks may not be able to deliver all the food you need to your grocery store, and you know that's coming. Uh, it means you have a better, you know, you better have a stockpile 
of emergency food just in case. I mean, set aside a part of your house, your garage, whatever, and you need to put a stockpile. And I'm going to save you some money and give you the opportunity to prepare for your family by going to preparewithchad.com. I'll save you $250 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Just go there. You don't need a promo code. Just go there. Now, that kit is going to give you all the meals you need plus drinks and snacks, and it's going to be enough for one person for three months. You need to get enough for the whole family because you're going to need it. You know, maybe there's that one kid you don't like that much, and he only eats one meal a day. Feed them all, okay? When you can get $250 off, this is the lowest price since 2019. And My Patriot Supply is trustworthy. They are the nation's largest preparedness company, and they want to help American families more by charging less. They really do care about you. So go to preparewithchad.com. Save $250 per kit. Your order is going to ship fast and free. Go to preparewithchad.com and be ready for anything. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. Uh, welcome back to the program, folks. It's that time where I attempt to wax eloquent. My friends, every now and then, I personally find it instructive and, and not just a little entertaining to come before you and, and talk to you, not merely as your friendly neighborhood political cowboy, but also as the coroner standing over the corpse of civilization as we used to know it. I find it useful to dissect the problems we face, to break down the societal problems to their basic enzymes, retracting back you know, the fleshly norms of our everyday existence to get at the internal organs of, of just what the hell has gone wrong. Well, let's start with an all too familiar type of story coming out of a private college in Pennsylvania where the administration has postponed a planned event where people who are tired of white cis men, uh, where they could write and paint about their feelings. Boy, I just feel warm all over. Now, note that I said postpone. They didn't, they didn't cancel it. That's because the news that this event was coming got out on Instagram and it caused a ruckus. But no doubt it'll be back as soon as the story dies down, which ought to be in a week or two. Mm. Now, as I said, this is nothing new. We've been hearing about, you know, bullshit like this coming, especially from college campuses for years now. It's white noise at this point. Things like this are surely the near vegetable state brainchild of the collegiate counterculture movement in the late 60s and early 70s. And we understand them to be dangerous primarily because they are breeding grounds for bad ideas writ large into the fabric of society. We also understand that kids, by and large, are stupid and will grow out of a lot of this Looney Tunes thinking once they've had to hold down a job and pay a mortgage for a while. But I want to examine the deeper problem just a bit. We've talked many times on this program about how the left's ultimate goal is to, say it with me, subvert the dominant paradigm in favor of whatever moves the pieces on the board towards some imagined utopia. And this is no different. Nevertheless, let's map it out. If you imagined, as most of us did before a decade or, or, you know, whatever, about 10 years ago, if you imagine that racism was, generally speaking, on its way out of our society, you probably did so because you saw the proof in the storied eating of the pudding. In other words, it stood to reason that racism was becoming less and less of a thing because it was less and less pervasive in our deeds, our words, and most importantly, in our thoughts. The highest calling of a truly progressive mind, no leftist progressive, but genuinely progressive on the subject of race was to say that you preferred to live in a world where color wasn't that important. We called it colorblind. And for a long time, that was the standard to which those of us who wanted a more harmonious world clung. 
Yet we know today that if you say that you don't see color, the left will happily staple your ass to a telephone pole and crucify you publicly. Why? Because, as I've said a thousand times, it was never about race. It was never, never, never about race. Just like it's not about sexuality and it's not about gender. It's not about the value of human life or even the value of tax dollars when redistributed among the people. It resides much deeper in the human psyche than that, folks. What it is, simply put, is change. Now, let's go back to the story from this university in Pennsylvania. Those of us on the right are often puzzled by how leftists who are so emphatically opposed to racism can nevertheless engage in it openly as long as the victim is white people and men in particular. But if you remember that the deep-seated standard buried at the core of their thinking is always, always, always change, it makes sense because, of course, it's every bit as evil to hate white men as it is to hate black men or black women or Asian people or even midgets. Now, if you give the leftists what they claim to want, in this case, if you accept the narrative they used to espouse and say, yes, I believe living in a colorblind world would be best, the left is forced to move their goalposts back. Now, it's not really a matter of choice. This is how they live. And while I hope I'm wrong, it doesn't look like I'll be changing any time soon. Huh. I, I, look, look, I'm a straight, heterosexual, white, conservative, Christian cowboy. <laughs> uh, I am public enemy number one. It's okay. I, won't be, I will not be visiting the campus of a private university in Pennsylvania. In fact, I won't be visiting any campuses anywhere because I'm 50 years old. And I'm not a professor. Thank God. And I don't do comedy shows on college campuses. And I'm way too straight for that shit. Way too straight. But yeah, I don't like hanging out with beta males. And it just seems like college campuses are just chock full of them. Yeah, they make me uncomfortable, the beta males. I just, I love, I love toxic masculinity. And maybe that is my, you know, uh, homonormative. <laughs> I know we did that. Side uh, coming out. I like to be around strong men. That's, I'm just going to come out and say it. I know we did that off the record thing with Sarah. Yeah. Um, but there was a question that I kept saying about, like, how do you deal with Gen Z? How do you deal with those people? Now I'm going to ask you, how do you deal if you have a beta soy male as a son? And I want to change that. I, how you know, do you deal with that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We say a lot of that tongue in cheek, but like, okay, so you take my son. He's he's not like me, and I don't want him to be. I don't expect him to be. Right? One, he's extremely intelligent. Uh, like he's a math prodigy, and I don't know what prodigy means, but they say that's smart. And uh, you know, here's a kid taking college classes. I mean, he was doing college math when he was in seventh grade, and you know, sixth grade. Uh, he was teaching high school kids how to do math, right? He's not an athlete. He's not the guy. He's not interested in playing football. He's a big boy. And uh, I, get, I tell him all the time, I was like, how are these coaches letting you go, dude? I mean, they, they would, I would be harassed if I was in school and I was, you know, six feet tall and strapping like he is. But that's not his interest. And I've never pushed him to be that way. That doesn't make him a beta or anything else like that. It just makes him different than me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't need to live vicariously through my children. So what we have to do to have a proper perspective is we have to, we have to teach a value system. And I've always said that because there are going to be men who are generally physiologically weaker than other men. That's just a simple fact. Um, not everybody can be the strongest guy in the world. Not everybody's dad can, you know, bend a horseshoe. So 
what we got to do is we got to teach a value system, right? So teach them how to respect the opposite sex, the fairer sex, if you will. Teach them how to be polite. Teach them how to say ma'am and sir. Thank you. These are values that I hold. And then you may not hold these values, but, but you equally have your list, right? So I think if you teach those values, whereas they may not be the most physically strong in, in presence and appearance, they can at least be mentally and socially strong. They can still put forth a strength of, of you know, mind, whether they can strength of body. Uh, but again, I don't value looking and appearing weak. Okay, we, we've embraced a culture that says, oh, it's just OK to be weak. Well, the problem with that is it's a dog eat dog world. They're firing missiles into NATO countries right now. And you have Joe Biden who says, oh, you know, we'll go over there and he's glad hand in China. They're training their boys to kill your boys. So now for me, I like to know that, uh, you know, when the Greeks you know, when the, when the Greeks are under attack and the Persians are coming for Sparta, that my boys can handle themselves one way or another, whether it's with being able to critically think or, or with complexity of thought or, or even a physicality to it. I want them to be mentally tough. And, you know, that's what I think we've dropped the ball in, in many ways by calling men toxic. And so we've weakened and watered that masculinity down and apologized for it and, you know, tried to make um, reparations for it in some ways and it's almost that now people think it's a sign of strength to be weak it's not it's not history proves it so uh you know maybe there are some weird estrogen steroids in the chicken you've been feeding your kids and they starting to get a little gynomastia and an a cup tit on a boy but i just saying what you put in their mind is what's more important than anything else and give them a mental fortitude to function in this world is way more effective than how much they can bench press so there's a lot more we can go into that. But again, it all starts up here because we've embraced a weird Weltenschwang. Y'all can look that up. Starts with a W. Uh, it's a weird paradigm, and we need a paradigm shift to get back to a position of strength, especially when it comes to the male of our species. Uh, inflation, it's a plague on our economy, our families, and our savings, and the irresponsible spending from the left continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month by uh, Black Friday, as a matter of fact, you get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text CHAD to 989898. Claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. You can own physical gold and silver in a tax, sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text CHAD to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase and secure your future with gold. Do it today. We'll be right back. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, 
a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. Ooh, boy. What do you think about that, Chris? What I was saying. I mean, I think we got to make people mentally tough. I feel that that's, that's one of the things. The reason why I say because I just had this far retreat over the weekend. Yeah. And that was, that was one of the questions that a lot of parents brought up is, and none of them, my boys were so beta males, but, you know, they're about to go to college. And this, this was their last fall retreat. And they're afraid of sending their kids to college. And what's very interesting is they, they approached me and they asked me, well, what would you do? And I'm like, don't send them to college. And yeah. it, it was like, what? What do you yeah. mean don't send them to college? I'm like, what are they trying to do? Because if they're trying to be a doctor or a lawyer or a neurosurgeon or a scientist, then yes. But if it's just to send them to college, sorry, but what I'm doing today I literally wasted $60,000 in a college degree because from what I'm seeing right now, people hiring, they have yeah. zero experience and they're doing the exact same thing that I did. You know, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she graduated uh, from a university with a, you know. She, no, 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 it's a different daughter. It's a different, my oldest daughter, she, she graduated and. She uh, texted me the other day. She said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rearrange my degree, basically. Um, I need to add more to it, which is weird. But she said, I'm going to go ahead and just add in, do the master's degree, too, while I'm there. And, uh, it's a, you know, it's a specialized degree. And, yeah. and I'm proud of her for doing that because she's actually going in to get the education that she needs to use. It's not going to college because now I'm out of high school and it's what I needed to do. Uh, she went in with a plan and she's utilized it and now she's she's enhancing it even more. So, you know, in that regard, that's fine. And, and let me go back. You know, I don't care. We make jokes about man buns and skinny jeans, right? That's because that's what we do. We have fun. People make fun of me for wearing a cowboy hat and boots. That's, that's fine. Uh, you know, people love to give me a hard time because I was born in New Jersey. Like, I had anything to do with that. Um, Carpetbagger. Carpetbagger, yeah. I mean, it's, it's every, I mean that thing is, is run its course. And by the way, I do know some legitimate working cowboys in New Jersey. Yeah. They're all, it, that's a universal thing, dude. Uh, I, I know some people that, that are from New Jersey that are legit working cowboys. That's how they make a living every day of their life. And... Um, that's not the insult that people think it is, but it's neither here nor there. The point is we make fun of physical attributes. And I know dudes that wear real skinny jeans and have a man bun that would kick most dudes asses. Right. I, I mean, it, it, that's, we joke about those things and stereotype it and understand and this, the sarcasm and nuance is completely lost in our society. We can't make jokes because everybody gets offended by it, and they want to individualize it and say, "Oh, you're talking about." I oh, know, no, no, just, just, no, no. We're we're stereotyping for the point of humor. I'm not talking about your your dress code or or your you know what you choose to wear. That doesn't determine 
what we're talking about with a, quote, beta male. I'm talking about the guy that rolls over and takes it. The guy that doesn't stand for anything. The guy that's wishy-washy. You know, the guy that is, has become so watered down and weak, you know, that lives in the middle of the road, that, is, that lives in this ethereal, heavenly-minded place of, of utopian ideas looking for, you know, glitter farts and unicorns, that they don't have their feet firmly planted in the real world. They're, they're, they're not going to be chivalrous. They're not going to be gentlemen. They're not going to open the car door for you because they want to make sure that you ladies know your place of equality. You can open your own car door. You know, they're not even going to offer something like that. I'm just saying, these are the type of guys that, that I don't want to be in that foxhole. I don't want to be in that trench. You know, I want to know if I'm going toe-to-toe with something that I've got somebody that's got my back and they're going to be there. And, and I think, by and large, we've lost that because the fight has been whipped out of us. You know, people, they, they, you're afraid. We've gotten so afraid of, we, let me start over. We've gotten so afraid of offending people and become such an apologetic society. That, that we're just, oh, my God, did I hurt your feelings? Oh, dear God, let me go on an apology tour. Let me make up for a joke I said 10 years ago on Twitter. Stop that crap. That's a bunch of garbage. Man up. Say it. Now, I'm a more black and white person, right? I'm not a, I'm not a pat your bobo kind of guy. You tell me your problem, I'll bottom line it for you and tell you this is how you need to fix it, which doesn't always go over well, especially when you're talking to a woman. Women don't necessarily want their problems fixed as much as they want their problems listened to and understood. They won't talk about them. And that's just how women are. And that's how some men are. And then there's some people in the world that don't want their problems fixed because if the problems ever got fixed, they'd lose their identity. They wouldn't know who they are anymore because they've so identified themselves by what's going on in their life or has happened to them circumstantially. They don't want their problems fixed. I'm a problem fixer. I'm one of those guys that like, I don't like for there to be undone loose strings in a situation. But that's not good. So I'm working on me. Help me, Jesus. I'm working on myself. But, but I would rather be with somebody that is direct and blunt and honest and black and white. And there's not a lot of gray areas. So I have people who I, who I encounter in the business world out there who every now and then be like, you know, hey, listen, I'm sorry if this comes off rough. I'm like, dear God, come off rough. Tell me. I want to know where you stand on this. Oh, I think it saves us a lot of damn time. You know, I don't I don't have to beat around the bush trying to figure you out. No, I, I think, you know, that's why people are always there like, oh, you know, these people online, you know, don't be offended by I'm not offended by them at all. I'm entertained by them. But at the end of the day, I, I'm happy that, you know, at least you got a, a medium through which you can communicate that tells me where you stand and uh, you're bold enough to do it. So, you know, I, I, I'm concerned about this generation coming along because, again, they've never been told no. They've never had their ass beat. They've never truly been disciplined. They've gotten everything they grunted for. It's a nation of, 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 you know, unsatisfied appetites that are constantly growling for something more. And uh, I'm concerned. You know, the Bible talks about their gods or their belly. And that is never more true than what I see in the world today. Hey, it's time to make your health great again as we get closer to the new year. For anyone looking to ignite that fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, Start taking care of your liver. Your liver. Oh, we're not doing that one, are we? Oh, we're not? I'll say this before we get out of here. They just got a free deal right there. How about that? Liver health formula. How about that? And I'm trying to get down there to the thing. I was just looking at the teleprompter. I thought it was time to do it. They will give you a 30-day supply of nanopower omega-3. 
that's good. I mean, we were talking. This is perfect because we were talking about how to deal with beta males. This is the way. Give them some liver and uh, clean their liver. Yeah, I take liver every day, by the way. Yeah, I eat liver and testicle and bone marrow and brain every day. Uh, GetLiverHelp.com slash Chad. There it is. Boom. That's how much we believe in them. We gave them a free ad read. We will be right back. Port Charlotte, Florida. I'm frustrated because you go to the Vasani, which is a great theater, and we're starting tomorrow night. No, we started tonight. Started tonight. My days are off this week. And uh, it's Wednesday through Saturday night. And there's certain shows that are only like four tickets left. I think some have like a dozen tickets left. Get in there and get those. Fill it up. It's a great room. If you see the onesie twosie, if that's the time you want, buy that ticket. I promise you, they will accommodate you and make you comfortable. And it's going to be a fun crowd. It's a family crowd in there. We're going to have a good time. So uh, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. And start telling your friends about Ottumwa, Iowa, and uh, some of those other locations we're going to be at, like Greenville, South Carolina, and Arlington, Texas. And then we're off into 2023. Ah, man. Uh, Thanks to my special guest, Kyle Rittenhouse. Be sure to support him as well. Subscribe to The Blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. And uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll give you more free ad reads. I love you guys. God bless you. Let's get off the rails tomorrow. Bye.